Tonight's story is about navigating the details on modern black watch materials. I know it's highly specific, but I'd already done the work in an article I wrote for Substack a little while ago. I've updated it a bit for this reading. So navigating the details on modern black watch materials, coatings and finishes can be a confusing undertaking. Ambiguous science with misleading figures all contribute to the marketing nonsense that spews from our beloved and often hyperbolic industry. Many manufacturers will offer black variants in their collections because black is cool and has been since the 14th century. As many of you know, black is my go-to and has been since 2012 after giving up the madness that is premium denim so thick you can't bend your knees. This was also the time Schofield was thinking about the Black Lamp, which was named for many reasons, one of which is a play on Lamp Black, a black pigment made by collecting the fine soot from the inside of an incandescent lamp. Black means a surface that absorbs visible light and does not reflect it. Ultimately, it will have an albedo of zero. Fully reflecting surfaces have an albedo of one. In 2008, researchers at the Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute created the blackest material ever, reflecting just 0.1% of light from a structure of carbon nanotubes stood on end. By comparison, black paint reflects 5 to 10%. Since that time, the same team have improved the coating to reflect only 0.03%. Vantablack, a name I'm sure you're familiar with, developed by Surrey Nanosystems, is at 0.045%, and both outfits argue theirs is the blackest. As black dials go, using Vantablack is cool if you are a brand like H. Moser and C. Schofield spoke to Vantablack before they had made a single watch dial for anyone, but I felt that as soon as you cover it with a sapphire crystal that reflects light regardless of the coatings used, then it is all rather pointless. So for dials we have to settle for fancy paints, anodizing, lacquers, enamels and platings. Black watch cases are a recent development because there were no readily available black materials or coatings until the mid-1970s other than oxidising, anodizing, powder coating or painting. And most of these don't sit comfortably beside platinum, gold or stainless steel in a chart of premium materials. When designing watches, we are limited to the materials used because of machining, safety and cost constraints. So when I say black, I would also consider materials that are dark grey, and sometimes with hues of brown, blue or green. But I also look at the other material surface characteristics, colour, texture, slickness, temperature and sheen, finding ways to exploit these attributes favourably. These subtleties bring differentiation and make, perhaps, our black watches interesting. Let's look more closely at these materials and the language used to describe them in an attempt to make an informed decision on whether that material could work for us or not. So when considering a watch case, texture is generally either rough or smooth depending on the surface irregularities. We should also consider waviness and layer of the texture or whether or not the case has been ultimately engraved, like the amazing Lindverdlin octopus tattoo. Slickness is synonymous with smoothness, but not exclusively so. 
A watch case can have a rough surface finish, but also have a DLC coating. Aluminium magnesium boride, BAM, has a record low coefficient of friction, COF, of 0.02, DLC of 0.05, and Teflon in third place at around 0.4. These three surfaces are the only ones a gecko cannot stick to. Steel, by comparison, has a cough of 0.8. Now, temperature is interesting because different materials feel warm or cold to touch because of varying degrees of heat conduction. Steel will take on changes in ambient temperature much more quickly than carbon fibre, for example. Sheen is the complex qualities of reflected light and colour. Tantalum, for example, will look black in artificial light but have a blue sheen in sunlight. Metal case finishes are generally limited to polished, microbial, bead blasted of varying degrees, and linished, which is brushed. If we are comparing to paint finishes, the sheen of these would equate to gloss, that's the polished, matte, and an eggshell finish like brushed or even fine vapour blasting. All of these factors contribute to the tactile qualities of your watch, and it is, after all, an object you handle every day. And because of this, I would place as much emphasis on the tactile as I would on the visual. The physical properties of a material and coatings mainly only affect the longevity of the finish, which would include hardness, scratch resistance and toughness. Hardness can be measured in a few ways, but we will concern ourselves mainly with Vickers, HV. This test can be done on most materials and involves impressing a pyramidal diamond, which is called the load, into a surface and measuring the plastic deformation. To put this into perspective, stainless steel 316L is between 150 to 500 HV. Sapphire crystal is around 2500 HV. And this is relevant because it indicates how dent resistant your watch is. Scratch resistance is different to hardness because it involves shear and load, whereas hardness is just load. Basically, scratch testing is measured by drawing a point, the load, over, which is shearing, a surface at pressure and measuring depth and displacement of the substrate. We all know that sapphire crystal to be scratch-proof, right? Well, not quite. It is scratch-resistant. All materials can be scratched. Toughness is the ability of a material to absorb energy and deform, not fracture, dent or break. The ideal black material for a watch case, in my opinion, would be one that is luxurious, exotic, durable and tough, has beauty and depth of blackness with a subtle hue depending on the light, and has tactility and heft that constantly pleases. A material so utterly compelling that you just have to have it. And I think there are six practical materials and finishes that have these desirable qualities. One metal, one ceramic, one composite and three coatings. They are fairly accessible with all in use across many brands and with all there is a compromise, mostly cost. The unexpected cost of repair and refinishing of these materials could make the purchase of a black watch much more expensive in the long run. Tantalum is a rare transition metal, bluish-grey and very dense. In sunlight, it is truly wonderful. Most of it comes from Australia, and one of its main uses is in the electronics industry in electrolytic capacitors. 
It has a hardness of around 1,900 HV and is very scratch resistant. It is not easy to machine because the dust can combust spontaneously on exposure to air. The rarity and difficulty of machining makes this an expensive material for use in watch cases. I, however, intend to use tantalum one day. Zirconium dioxide is the most common ceramic used in watches. There are others, and ceramic technology moves fast with companies concocting their own recipes, like Hublot's Magic Gold and Rado's Silicon Nitride. Zirconium dioxide has a density similar to aluminium and is very scratch resistant with a hardness in excess of 2000 HV. But it has a low fracture toughness. It is this last fact that has caused some concern with consumers over the risk of the case shattering or splitting into two. It is the Achilles heel in what would be an almost perfect material. Ceramic watches are sintered, which is a way of making a solid object from powders done by moulding and heating. IWC and Rado introduced it to us in the late 1980s. Chanel then widened its appeal in 2000 with the introduction of the J12. Schofield continues to experiment and prototype with full ceramic cases, but has for some time concentrated on ceramic coatings. These are more resilient in real-world tests than most coatings outlined in this article. Carbon fibre is generally known to be associated with Formula 1 racing and sports equipment. It has a very high strength-to-weight ratio. Not until recently has it caught on for watch case production and for good reason. It just does not have the homogeneous density to be machined or moulded to complex shapes with small tolerances. It also lacks toughness and has a relatively low surface hardness. Over the last 10 years, more and more companies use it well by experimenting with ingredients that make up the composite. The Audemars Piguet Royal Oak Concepto Carbon, Hublot's All Black Carbon, the Bell & Ross Carbon and the Ellicott Mac 1 Skymaster are watches that pioneered carbon fibre. We like to think that Schofield has played a small part in the carbon watch world with the development of our own material for the black lamp. We developed mortar, a special carbon fibre that is incredibly dense, making it really tough, hard, homogeneous and scratch resistant, negating all of the downsides associated with the material. After all, we did not need it to be lightweight. Mortar is a textured black-grey material reflecting light with a sparkle, like waves on the sea. It is autoclaved one watch size billet at a time, which gives each piece a unique structural grain. Schofield is looking to introduce a new carbon fibre watch, based on the technology and knowledge we gained through developing the Black Lamp. This would be the Black Lamp Evo. I would argue that Mortar and the Black Lamp watch is still, over 10 years on, one of the best examples of carbon fibre cases ever made. Let's get on to PVD, physical vapour deposition. And this is a group of coating methods that deposit thin film coatings, usually between 5 and 10 microns thick. It should be said that DLC, diamond-like carbon, is a material that is applied with the PVD process. The watch industry, however, has split the two, with PVD generally being regarded as the inferior coating. It is not always inferior, but it is often cheaper. Coating watches successfully depends on a particular art. It takes experienced technicians to combat the quirks of the equipment 
and variations in the environment, target, compounds, processes and cleanliness to guarantee consistent results. So be aware that there is PVD and there is PVD. PVD deposits a layer of material by the condensation of vapour in a high temperature and vacuum environment. It is often applied by line of sight, meaning it is sprayed on. On angular shapes, sometimes the crevices won't get coated. The other issue is that when PVD is applied at high temperatures, that can anneal the steel target, the substrate, and make it softer, therefore more prone to denting. What is the point of having a superior hard coating if the supporting structure is soft? If this is so, then the coating is nothing more than cosmetic. The coating compounds are made up of various elements such as carbides, nitrides, borides and silicides. Confusingly, these coatings are most often hard ceramics. PVD has a reputation of peeling or flaking, but this is occasional and it is not symptomatic to the method. Coatings applied with PVD range in hardness from 1000 to 4000 HV. PVD is ubiquitous in the marketplace. A brand example that uses particularly good PVD with different substrate textures was, is, Romain Jerome. DLC, as the name suggests, is just that. Like PVD, it can be done well or cheaply and badly. The diamond-like structure of DLC can be more or less diamond-like depending again on variations in the process, cleaning, compounds, catalysts, temperature, vacuum, etc. Really good DLC, like the stuff we use, is not only very expensive and time-consuming to apply, but it is harder than most other PVD coatings. With a surface hardness over 4,500 HV, it is extremely scratch-resistant. DLC like this has very few hydrogen atoms, ensuring the carbon atoms bond strongly with each other in what is known as amorphous sp3 bonded carbon. A good example of ADLC is the Cartier-Santos 100 carbon. DLC is mainly used as a tribological coating, that is an anti-friction coating in engine parts or cutting tools to reduce wear. Even your Gillette razor blades are treated this way. When handled, it imparts an unusual greasy, slippery feel. The colour of DLC coatings used for watch cases range through dark grey to jet black. The Schofield Signalman DLC and Silvertop is black with subtle brown tones when viewed in daylight. We bead blast the steel prior to coating to give a matte finish, which makes the case look darker. It also work hardens the stale, improving its hardness. We have been DLC coating watches since 2010 and still do on request, though we currently favour ceramic coatings, as they are cheaper to reapply. Titanium nitride coatings like aluminium titanium nitride, ALTIN or Altin, used to reduce wear to machine tools. I would argue that they are better coatings for mechanical properties, but it can look good, especially when Erwerk use it, for example. A variant of PVD is that containing titanium carbide, TIC or TIC, and Tudor uses this on the Black Bay. It is very hard and less brittle than DLC. Schofield is playing with this finish to achieve new textures on some of our prototype cases. There are other exotic materials in usage, like RCAP and Alusic. 
Also, the use of femtopulsed lasers to blacken any metal. When designing watches, a decision has to be made based on material cost, scientific pros and cons, and whether it fits with the project's aesthetic nature. As consumers, we can engage further with the things we touch through the knowledge, and for me it's all about the integrity and design that include the science, but also the art. The question I ask is how can I take this thing and make it cool? How can I elevate it? To celebrate black watches, which at the time of originally writing the article, one was imminent, and this has now just been launched, called The Light, particularly the variety called The Dark One, which has a PVD coating of gunmetal grey, I accompanied the article with a new sticker. It is a black coffee in a black cup, and it says on it, Black Watches and Coffee at the Riverside Store. Some of you would have got that sticker when buying something. And of course, you're all welcome to come have a coffee with me anytime at the shop in Upper Beading, Sussex, England. Thank you.